Hello, Meat friends. Welcome to the Regenerative Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brando Tice, and today Frank and I sit down with Golden Coast Meat Shop Manager Micah to talk about her experience at the Neotropolis Festival she went to recently. We start off the conversation by setting the scene for the festival, then dive into some fun stories about her experience and how meat played a role in connecting her with others in this alternate reality she got to be a part of. Now let's get into it. Hey everyone, here at Golden Coast Mead, we consider drinking alcohol not only a luxury, but a celebration of life. If you partake in this celebration, we advocate for drinking regenerative mead made from real honey to help shift the $1.5 trillion alcohol industry in a better direction. When you drink our regenerative mead, you are helping to make the earth healthier, more biodiverse, and abundant. Drop monoculture-based booze and drink regenerative mead. Visit our website, www.goldencoastmead.com, to learn more about our regenerative mead business and be a part of the celebration. Cheers. Well, you got some mead, right? I have mead. I just don't have good mead. Uh, what mead are you drinking? I have a bottle of the vanilla villa left. Uh, but I, I mixed it with some blood orange juice. So blood Nice. Orange. That's a major improvement. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um... What are you drinking, Frank? I'm drinking our aged wildflower sour. Mm. It is complex. And How old is it? Multi-layered. I think it's about three years old. Oh wow! I would. That's cool. I'm sure that tastes great. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's it's sour. That's cool. Yeah. It makes me miss something something sour. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too tart for me, honestly, but. Oh, I would suck that stuff down. Like, the more Warhead likes, the better. <laughs> yeah, well, this satisfies on those notes. It's like yeah. tart and green apple and intense. I'm for it. <laughs> cool. Then I got the chalice sour, which is just like a sour apple juice. Yeah, it has a very apple cidery kind of taste. It's really cool. Yeah, I, I think it's really good. Yeah. All right, so blood orange with vanilla rilla, a aged sour, and a chalice sour. Frank and I are here talking with Mika or Micah. Do you have a preference? Micah. Micah, all right. Do you want to tell everyone how you got started with Golden Coast and what you do for us currently? Yeah, sure. Um, I was actually a customer here for a few years. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I used to live really close by, so I would come and hang out, I don't know, Frank, like once a week? Yep, girl about with that. the rainbow honeycomb tattoo. <laughs> yep, um, and I just ended up really liking it more and more and ended up working out that I got a job. Yeah, she does a great job running the tasting room and, well, the mead shop, as it is now known. Yes. Getting people excited about mead. So what originally like led you on to Golden Coast? Like, did you just see it and you walked in or were you into meat before that? So I actually used to work for a retail store that used to sell Golden Coast. Oh, okay. Uh, way back, way back when, like, it, like six years ago, seven years ago, almost now. And I saw it and I was like, no way, that's so cool. So I bought the bottle and I really liked it. And they kind of stopped distributing to where I particularly work. So I went and looked for it and I found out that the tasting room was like two blocks away from my house. Oh, wow. Okay. So I ended up just walking. <laughs> <laughs> Cl- 
closer than you expected, probably. Oh, so much closer. Well, do you remember what that first bottle was that you had? Oh, my goodness. I th think it was something, something sour. Because that wow. used to be like the flagship meat uh, for a long time. It was either that or it was another tart because I don't usually go in for sweet meat. So if it was really overly sweet, I wouldn't have liked it. So it, it was a tart that was way back when. It might have been like an orange blossom sour or something. Oh. So I line up with what you guys were serving back then? Yep. <laughs> yep. Orange blossom or something, something. Orange blossom sour or something. something, something. Yeah, one of the two. Okay. Okay. All right. And yeah, so today, fast forward today, you run our meat shop. And it's just a little shop where you can come in and buy bottles, right? Buy bottles, get some, get a flight or grab a glass if you just kind of want to sit down and relax and not like feel rushed with drinking. So I don't really like people having to rush back out when they've had a drink. So I usually encourage people to take their time and talk about the flavors. So if they don't like something, we can find something they like. Nice. Awesome. So yeah, if you're ever in the Oceanside area, stop on by, say hi. Thursday to Saturday. 3.30 yeah. to 7.30 p.m. And Thursdays are board game nights if anybody feels like bringing a board game in, bringing card games in, or even playing one of the board games we have at our shop. Perfect. Well, you were talking to us about a festival you went to recently. It's called Neotropolis, I believe. Did I got yes. that right? Yes, that is correct. It's a dystopian type future kind of festival. And we thought it'd be fun for you to share your stories about it. So, what is this festival? What is Neotropolis? Well, and so, I think to lay out the theme just a bit, like... Yeah, it's very, yeah, like, futuristic, on. cyberpunk dystopian. So, think a mix of, like, Blade Runner, The Matrix, and Mad Max. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of, like, sloshed together in a big jug. Okay. And yeah. then dropped in the middle of the desert, right? Yeah, that's where the Mad Max part comes in. <laughs> Um, the setting of it particularly is Neotropolis is the main city on this desert planet in this particular universe that they have as the setting for the festival. And a lot of people either travel there. This is like the big travel hub and a lot of uh, they have a security staff that run the town. They have traders. They have even like what what is like toted off as like the illegal substance. There's just pop rocks. Um, but they, it, there's like a whole immersive universe that they've created for it. And because it's sci-fi, there's a lot of different forms of sci-fi. So it's really open-ended. Huh. So they kind of leave it to you to make your own character and to make your own backstory, to go with your costume. And if you're on a faction, what your faction does. Um, there's a lot of bounty hunter factions. There's traitor factions. There's um, cybernetic implant factions which is really fun. I really enjoyed getting that done. Now, do you have to like choose your faction before you go or do you just get there and you can wander and choose what you like to see? How does that work? So for factions, basically you have to apply to be a faction. Um, okay. It could just be your one singular self um, or you can have a booth and you could be a group of people, sort of like, um, almost like a vendor's booth. Um, the faction that we did, we had to apply. Um, we basically are, I wouldn't say mercenaries because we don't 
just do one thing. Um, our faction is kind of like, if you need something done a little under the table, we'll do that for you for a price. Okay. Um, a lot of times it's just goofy stuff. A lot of times it's like, take this item to this person. Don't tell anybody. It's, it's goofy stuff like that. It's really funny. Um, or taking a bribe from the Sentinels, which is the police force of this universe. So like, it's, it's goofy stuff. We're stealing the toasters. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's- Can you give us like a specific things. example that happened? Uh, yeah, so one of the main quests we designed was red pill, blue pill, where we open a case and you pick one of the color pills and it's a truth or dare type of situation. Whatever the pill says you have to do in order to like pass our litmus test to see if we can outsource work for you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and the blue ones are for people who drink, because uh, a lot of people actually don't drink at these events because it's really hot and you get dehydrated. So a lot of people are sober and we highly encourage people to feel comfortable. So we wanted to cater to that as well. Okay. Um, and the other side, because they're not drinky drink things, uh, they're dares. Uh, and one of the dares is to flip off a sentinel <laughs> and get a picture of it and not get arrested. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, sentinels, they're, they're all made out of volunteers. Um, so they basically go into this improv role of patrolling, quote unquote, making sure there's nothing illegal going on and they can, quote unquote, like arrest you. And they put you in this really cool booth that looks like you have to like, they're like um, kind of like uh, lighting effect lasers with smoke machines. So it looks like you're behind a laser prison cell. Oh, cool. Um, and they'll hold you for a certain amount of time until your faction bribes you out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, Sounds it's like there's just like a lot of bribing going on here. Uh, there's no money. Uh, these okay. events don't have any money involved. It's all through bartering. Oh, wow. Um, it's made by the same people who run Wasteland Weekend. Gotcha. So how big is this thing? Uh, this year was the first year it was made. So it was about 1,500 people. Wasteland Weekend tends to be about 4,000 or more. Okay. Well, uh, we expect it, I mean... Yeah, we expect it to triple <laughs> next year. Yeah. They actually already had to extend it an extra day to accommodate more people. Oh, wow. Very yeah. cool. And then how much land is it over? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's very large. Uh, they could, like, rent it out for, like, half the year they own the land or something like that. Okay. Um, because they already run a festival. Uh, I think it's in September. Uh, Wasteland Weekend is the very beginning of September. So they kind of have to scope it out throughout the year to see what the weather is like to kind of help their attendees prep for it. Because everybody camps. There's no hotels, no nothing. Right. Um, so it's, ooh, it's, I forget how big it is. It's it's big. Like if, for Wasteland Weekend, you can't traverse the whole thing in one day. It takes like three days. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's just like a spiraling city type of thing. Huh. Cool. Um, and yeah. when you get there, do you have to set up your tents and everything? Or is everything pre-set up when you arrive? You have to rent your own tent or RV, or you can sleep in your truck if you're so inclined. Um, it's kind of like Burning Man in that sense, where like you, there's nowhere unless you have a thing. Like the ticket pays for your camping spot, everything, your permit. Um, there's themed camping, which is the closest to the actual event, because they have theme zones where if you're not in theme, you're not allowed in there. Um, and then once you're past that theme zone, you can have your normal, like an RV or your tents that aren't in theme and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So folks are coming together to like create an alternate reality for a, a period of time. Yeah. Basically. And, and you, why, why do you love it? I'm an adult that likes to dress up and play pretend. 
<laughs> I love dressing up and playing pretend and being goofy. Yeah. And so you find a bunch of other adults who obviously like to do this too. Mm-hmm. And then like, you don't have to qualify it. You just get to do it the whole yes. time. Yep. Yeah. And like the creativity just kind of, it's like playing an improv game all weekend. Like yep. people are just all in. Everyone has their character names. You don't really use real names. You have like your Wasteland or your Neotropolis name that fits more in theme. Um, a lot of, uh, a couple of my friends who run a faction for Wasteland as an example, uh, her name, because she runs a bar, uh, her name is Bombay with uh, the N word spelt B-A-E, like Bay, like babe. Um, so like that's like her Wasteland name. Um I most factions will have one. Some people will come up with one. Some of them are gifted by your friends, like a nickname. It just varies. Mm-hmm. What was yours? Malicious. Malicious. <laughs> it was it was just sci-fi e enough, and it's also my wasteland name, so I get to use it for both things and not have people confused as to who I am. Nice. Because um, a lot of people have a different name for each event, and then they forget which name to tell people. <laughs> and I didn't want that. <laughs> Kind of have that narrative consistency, you know. I'm lazy. <laughs> that's that's the truth. <laughs> like write it on your forearm and like check. It. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, um. So there was mean involved. Yes. Yes. How did that play a role? Yeah. How did that work out? So mostly at these events, because there's no money involved, a lot of times your quest rewards or your like dare rewards and like gifts and stuff are alcohol. And usually they're liquor. Um, So it's all high percentage stuff. And I knew that I didn't want to drink liquor for four days straight. That's fair. Personally. (laughs) Um, And I thought, oh, mead is a really good middle ground. Like it's not you know, super filling beer, it's, you know, it's a little bit higher in percentage and you can kind of just sip it throughout the day in your cup and not feel like you have to get super smashed really quickly. Um, It's a marathon, not a race kind of mentality. Um, So I kind of used it as gifts or bartering materials or just if I wanted to drink it, if I was kind of tired, um, I would. And oh my gosh, it was so much more like, I don't have any bottles left. Yeah, I took two cases, and they are gone. So let's hear a couple of stories on where that meat went. Um, So our first one was part of our quest for our faction. Um, Basically, one of our quests, um, you have to basically, one of our things that this guy ended up drawing in the red pill, blue pill was steal a toaster. And... In this universe, a toaster is kind of like a a gag. Um, Basically, if you bring a toaster, one, make sure it doesn't work. It has to be like a prop. Um, You get to decorate it however you want. Um, And toasters, if you have one in your booth, they're fair game for people to do whatever they want with them. They could steal them. They could destroy them. They could put them in the uh, robot sanctuary to free them from their, you know, evil human overlords. Um, They are just like a joke to get people interacting with each other for shenanigans. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of people dress up their toasters via really funny means. And so slight, you know, mild adult themes, not very much. Um, This guy comes up. He's an older gentleman. He comes up with his daughter. He pulls this and we go, okay, steal a toaster. He's like, all right. We forget about him. It's like an hour. Uh, He comes back and he's holding a toaster. 
this toaster has a pair of lips painted on it like a woman and it's kissing you. She she is his girlfriend. Okay. She has become his girlfriend. <laughs> yep. He's and he's mind you, he's dressed like a cop. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like this cop, the sentinel, stole a toaster to bring back to our booth for us with his daughter. Weird. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> this guy was like 60. It was rad. And he was the first person to do such a thing. Like he's the first person to like make it back kind of thing. So he's our first like returning quest goer. And he comes up and he's like, I got your toaster. He doesn't tell us who he is. He just shows us and he holds out this toaster for us. And we're like, where did you get this toaster? We didn't see this one. And he was like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> and his daughter's just sitting there shaking his, her head. And we're like, dude, you rock. Like, I don't know who you are, but like, we <laughs> like you. You went out and you did what you said you would do. You had a mission. <laughs> and so he ended up being really cool. And I was like, you know, dude, because you're our first guy, here's a bottle. And I pulled one out from like the ether. I had one hidden under our, our table. So it looked like I was pulling it out of a black hole. Nice. Yeah. Um, and he was like, where did you get this? And I was like, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> and he was like, okay. So we traded and he, we also gave him one of our credit chips that was like an access pass to our private lounge upstairs because he was really cool. Um, and then when he was done, he was like, all right, so no free passes. My daughter has to do a quest now. <laughs> and I was like, all right, mate, let's go. And so she did it. And she ended up taking a little more time, but she was really cool too. What was her quest? Uh, oh, Lord, I don't know. I think it was taking a picture at the Kaiju Club. What, what is that? So the Kaiju Club is like this sanctioned, like big, big club. It's like a big faction. It's one of the biggest factions of Neotropolis. Uh, they have one of the biggest spaces. And basically it's like this poker den in the front. Um, that's like a front for like a dance club in the back. But you don't know that until you can like sneak in or bribe in. Uh, and there's a bar up front and it's called Club Kaiju. Um, and Kaiju, if you've ever seen the movie Pacific Rim, Kaijus are the big giant monsters that attack oh, everything. Cool. Like Godzilla cool. is a kaiju. He's the first like pop culture kaiju. Kaiju just means giant monster. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so it's got like dinosaurs and stuff as their theme, and they're really cool. So she ended up getting a picture of like uh, one of the bartenders doing some shenanigans or something. So she didn't get something as fun because it's all randomized. Gotcha. Uh, but just the fact that her dad was so wild and she was the tame one was really funny. <laughs> epic because she was only like 22 <laughs> so you get to like develop these relationships with these people on this just totally different way of being a human right like yeah. there's no default culture connection mm -hmm. here you don't know what that guy does for work like where they're from nope they're, he's just a dude who showed up looking like a sentinel with yep. his daughter and then took the blue pill and then came back with the toaster with lips on it. And you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, who is this human? Like, <laughs> Yes, basically. And then but. you get to kind of like reward that however you see fit, which in this case was give him some mead, which he was like, oh, that's rad. And there's this mutual like, oh, we're both kind of magical humans. Like we can yeah. both do things that no one knew about. And yes. so in that moment is this like, Weird. it's a really cool bonding experience of like i don't even know your real name but you are a cool human being right right and you like met that and saw that and, and returned the favor right mm -hmm. like and i i just i'm so inspired by that that like humans are capable of that and all that needs to be set is like this kind of culture of like playful creativity and gifting right yeah like, like no like restrictions of like social norms of like uh 
no stifling of like the social need to, I have to be successful. I have to work. I have all these things. Cause it's kind of like, you know, your own universe and how you survive is through bartering. Like we, I bartered for noodles. I told <laughs> stories for things. It was really cool. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you had to barter to survive a little bit. Um, a little for like extra things for fun stuff. Cause you usually bring your own stuff. Um, and a lot of people like sharing, like there was this really cool, like pseudo impromptu bazaar, like a uh, bartering and trading bazaar by people who just brought stuff. It was just like, yeah, I want to unload some cool stuff that I don't wear anymore. And my friend and I found a pair of very bright silver leather boots that were in her size. And we were like, what can we do for those? Like there were for me, they were for my friend because my feet were way too small and I was really sad because they were really cool shoes. <laughs> um, they were really expensive too. I think they were like really nice boots um and she was like i don't know see what intrigues me and i was like all right let me come back with a bottle of mead and she was like mead let's go i want some mead so i traded a bottle of mead for a pair of boots for my friend Hell yeah. my friend wore them all weekend <laughs> <laughs> they matched her costumes it was great that is pretty cool try doing that at macy's bringing in a bottle of mead. <laughs> they, I, I would want get arrested. Those boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah i want those what can i get for this yeah, it, it, it was pretty great. My friend is really special. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, what am I? Like, that's what it's here for, like to, to make people feel happy that there's something unusual here. And the cool part was, is our bottle labels suit kind of fit the theme because they're like metallic looking. Mm -hmm. um, and honey is mildly fluorescent. So it glows under all of the black lights in the displays. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, so all of the bottles like had this really faint green glow to them. So they were like super in theme and everyone was honestly just excited to keep the bottle. Like some people were like, do I have to give this back? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh my God, I get a bottle. <laughs> it was really funny. It's so rad. Yeah. People were really hyped. Like halfway through, I think day two, I, you know, I would give people either a drink if they didn't want to have a whole bottle because not everyone wants to drink that much at once. Mm -hmm. um, they would just be like, are you the, the mead guy? <laughs> i was like what what who, who told you like who the hell like what's going on and they're like no there's someone giving out meat is it you and i'm like yeah i think so yeah that's me <laughs> sounds about right yeah yes i have like half a case left and they're like oh my god this is the main one this is the one <laughs> so i ended up at a hookah bar at the last night chilling just with random people like my friend needed a break from drinking he was pretty toasted and when i was like the hookah bar's open you want to chill and just smoke some hookah and he was like oh my god yes and so, like, they were really nice and they were really sweet and polite. And they let us sit on these super comfy beanbag chairs. And um, and it was all air-conditioned. Like, they had these really nice fans blowing. It was really mild and easy. And I was like, do you guys want some meat to drink while we smoke hookah? They were like, meat? Really? Are you? Again, are you the guy with the meat? <laughs> I was like, yeah, let me go grab a bottle. Hold on. <laughs> so I ended up doing it. And they ended up letting us smoke there for, like, an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, they like the mead. They were really excited about the mead. And you kind of uh, just got this reputation for having mead that you didn't even know about. Yeah, I didn't know that people were like sharing their bottles of mead and going, yeah, I got it from this little tiny thing. <laughs> this tiny person with a gas mask on their face. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's me. How did you know? <laughs> the is if like I'll probably tell the the my favorite story if that's okay. Yeah. Um if you're under 18, turn off now. 
You <laughs> probably shouldn't be drinking alcohol if you're yeah. drinking anyway. But Skip still. for it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, it was, it's also like time-wise, it's the last night of the event. So that's why. Um, so the first night of the event, this, this chick came around uh, with her husband. Very sweet. They did a bunch of requests and they were really nice. Um, and I ended up giving her husband a bottle of meat on the first night because he just didn't, he didn't really like liquor. So I was like, here's something different. And this is a lot easier for you to drink and easier on your stomach and whatnot. And he was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Um, so his wife, when they came up to our booth, just like slammed this bat, big black chest on our table. And she opens it up and she goes, you want to try some illegal things? In, in this universe, not actually illegal. It's like pixie sticks and stuff like that. Um, or soap that like glows in the dark type of stuff. But in universe, they're props. So like they're viruses that she's handing out or it's it's um, spice from Dune, stuff like oh. that. Um, so she opens it up and when she opens it up, it's right in the middle of this case. It's this giant packaged UV reactive blue dildo. <laughs> and it's glowing. <laughs> And me and my, my friends who run the booth with me were like, oh my God, really? Holy crap. And so we traded and she ended up giving me this really cute robotic octopus for like a couple other things that we bartered. And I was like, how can I get that? I, I want that. I want to come home to Dildo. Because that's, that's fun. I want to come home to my partner and be like, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I really like having this because it's funny to see the faces of people when I open it up and there's just this nine inch cock right here. <laughs> glowing glowing blue and purple streaks it's really <laughs> ridiculous um and she was like so i'll probably keep it for the weekend but if i can catch you on the last night i'll trade you for something and i was like rad i'm down let's go <laughs> so like low-key this whole weekend i was just really excited to see her again <laughs> <laughs> i was really like please god let her come back i hope she doesn't trade away for something that's probably really really cool because <laughs> um, i wouldn't blame her realistically there's so much cool stuff um and she did come back she actually was really sweet she came back during i think it was the last night of the battle bots it was like the last battle bot match um, yeah uh, side, side story yeah so small small tangent so battle bots used to actually be a tv show way back in the 90s okay. um that was like people build these tiny death machine robots and fight them oh i remember that yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. and they actually had a bunch of the people who used to be on the show bring in their little covered up cage and they fought them in the middle of the bazaar wow oh it was so much fun there was so much like there's a lot of saw blades and you know things that were very angry at each other but they're tiny <laughs> they're like the size of a tupperware container <laughs> They're little. <laughs> so it was really cool. So during that, when the match was over and she was done watching, she came back and she does the exact same thing. She slams the case on, she opens it up. She goes, so what do you got for me? <laughs> and, I, and I've never seen this woman's face. She had this really cool light up mask on that changed expressions with the way she talked. No wow. way. Yeah, she was really rad. And she oh. had these really cool like light up flower pasties that spun. Like the actual lights like changed color. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, you're wild. I love Was you. that automatic or what? Did yeah, it was auto. Controller? It was just the setting that she had and they would just spin. And lights would change. Wow. Yeah. That sounds dope. I would love to see like a rendering of that. Or just, oh, like, was... I'm imagining this plastic face with this like eight bit mask. Like, yep. that's, exactly, that's exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> and then these flower pasties that spin and change colors. Yep. They were LED. Dude, what a match match. That's like straight out of what's that uh, that comic? Um, 
about the the people with the horns and the the fair like the people with the wings saga that's oh like yeah straight out of saga yes it's very yes she was really cool um she was very sweet so she was just like so what do you have for me and i was i pulled a bottle of meat are you sure she wasn't like an ai alien or something man we actually had a couple of those and they were really cool (laughs) there were ais like walking around we had robot waiters running around holding drinks for people and they're actual robots yeah wow that's yeah they were kind of like a really high-tech version of like a dummy waiter Right, cool. right. Yeah, right. it was really cool. I'm really glad everyone was really polite and like didn't like destroy it. Yeah. Um, they just had to be careful when the dust would kick up that it wouldn't like clog up the machine. Oh, wow. uh, but it was really cool. The robot was really rad. It was very cool. They had it at, right outside one of the clubs, and that because they owned the thing, so it was really neat. Um, she has some kind of like voice recognition software that changes her facial structure based off like her tone and her words. Uh, there's actually a few masks on the market that do that because they're okay. kind of like speaker activated. So the, depending on like the, how much noise and stuff, they'll change. Okay. Hmm. Um, so a lot of masks are like that. Um, they used to be t-shirts would have like these big EL uh, panels of just uh-huh. glowing and they would light up more and more and more if it got louder and louder and louder. Um, the technology is a lot better now. Like LEDs have come a lot better. Circuit boards are a lot smaller. Um, so yeah, they actually have these masks that you can either click a button to change or you can set it to like a changing thing. Wild. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, yeah. You're you're training with this like pseudo human. (laughs) This pseudo Android and her husband. Yes. (laughs) Um, and so she goes, what do you got for me? And so I was just like, my friends knew my friends are like, all right, here it goes. And we have people like running our booth and doing our quests and they just see, this happening in the middle of the explanation <laughs> of it. So, you know, just, you know, hold the phone. Let me trade really quick. I made a promise and I'm going to go back for it. Um, and they were super for it. So like, I just pull out a bottle of mead from the ether from our big black box that you can't see. So it looks like the mead comes out of nowhere. And she was just like, Oh yeah, my husband got one of these and I've been wanting one. I was like, yeah, you don't get to share it with him. This one's yours. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, don't, he already got one. This one is for you. <laughs> And she's like, oh, no, he doesn't get any more. He had his. <laughs> and, and the funniest part was, is it was all wrapped because it's so dusty out there that it was wrapped in its packaging. And she goes, don't worry, it's new. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was nice. like, oh, thank you. Oh, thank yeah. you. I really yeah. appreciate that. Thanks for the clarification. Thank- yeah, so- that was very polite. And she goes, nah, cool. And she just kind of like vanished in the sea of people. <laughs> wow. Such a funny time. Yeah. Uh, So do you think she knew you had mead and like she specifically wanted it for that? No. um, She just, I think she saw that her husband had it or was drinking it at one point and realized that I was the mead guy. Mm. And so when she came back, she, she was like, no, I want mead. I don't, I didn't know what I wanted before when we made this deal, but I think I want mead. Gotcha. Yeah. That happened with a couple people. (laughs) There's this whole like layer to this, which is so fascinating to me, which is like, exploring dystopia right so do you want to share what the word dystopia means to you dystopia for me personally is a non-lawfully bound future where people have to survive on their own okay nice do you and, agree with that yeah i mean i think that's a really uh empowered way to think about dystopia because i think it often spins really negative mm-hmm. but to think like okay it's not lawfully bound and people have to survive on their own so it's you know a little wild west mm-hmm. uh or maybe a lot wild west 
instead of just like oppressive and gnarly, yeah, right? Yeah. Which I think dystopia can often take on. So, yeah, hearing you say that, that, that kind of like makes the whole thing click into place because like all these people are exploring this dystopia in a really fun, playful, creative with no like there's you know obviously because we're still in real life that's there are certain things that are like a bit of a no-go but other than that everything is kind of like game right but even still people like really surprise you like people were so sweet and kind and like if someone would did like a faux pas or they were concerned about someone they were immediately like no you don't do this this person like we're gonna take this person back to their tent type of thing Wow. Everyone was really cool and taking care of each other. Everyone offered water to stay hydrated or food. Like everyone was super, super sweet. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And it's not what you expect in like a dystopian, like post apocalyptic, almost like a post apocalyptic other planet setup. Yeah. It's kind of like the opposite of it. Like the best parts of humanity, creativity, generosity mutuality are like very much intact like people are looking out for each other and helping each other and having fun together yeah and making sure everyone can can safely have fun like it's very it's very community driven it's really cool yeah now i think are phones allowed in this situation yes um the only thing is is you can't bring professional recording equipment because they have their own team to do that like their highlight reel and stuff like that Gotcha. Um, but you can, you know, you can bring a GoPro, you can bring drones, you can bring your phone. Because a lot of Neotropolis, a lot of the quests are done through like QR codes and RFIDs. So you need your phone for that to function. Gotcha. And what kind of messaging is there to like really clearly articulate what the culture is and what the expectations of participants are? Um, it's hard specifically with this event because it sci-fi cyberpunk even is so there's a lot of different kinds of it yeah um but basically i would say it's an excuse to have a good time and and let yourself be weird and not feel worried about getting laughed at nice realistically speaking it's very much that like a friend of mine is an example we were just walking by because it was like the daytime and it was kind of hot and there wasn't a lot to do. And this booth is like, hey, why don't you come by for, it was a cat cafe. It was a cat themed robot cafe. It was very cute. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was super, super cute. Um, so there's all these like robot cats up? Uh, on this like booth, that. yeah. <laughs> At this booth, like all, all the people are like semi-cat androids and they have like mechanical cat ears and stuff. Uh, very fun, very like bubblegum poppy, like um sci-fi e type of look it was really cool um and they were like we're doing a cat call slash pickup line contest because of their cat cafe theme Uh, (laughs) why don't you join us and my friend is very shy normally and she had like a couple she had some sips of some mead and she goes you know i will join and so she takes her cup because i insisted and she goes up to the balcony and she starts just like flirting with all of these really cute girls in the audience. Um, Cause a lot of people actually did cat calls. They did like meows and stuff like that. Cause you, got to, <laughs> you didn't have to like flirt with people. You got to do a literal cat call. Um, and my friend was like, I'm allowed and I like attention. <laughs> and everyone was just fine with it. They were like, yeah, we think you should win. Because <laughs> she was, she was, you know, having a good time. She wasn't making anyone feel bad, and everyone was just excited to 
encourage her to get out of her shell and be happy and have fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was just some random thing. Like it was a thing we were just like passing by. We were like, oh, I guess. <laughs> well, sure. So, so social experimentation is expected oh, within the bounds of like mutual care. Basically, there's so much like, um, what is it? Uh, supportive social experimentation. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Wild, man. I want to go. Oh, it's so fun. It's so yeah. goofy. It's so goofy. Like all of, half of the characters are like my character is kind of goofy, um, even though like most of the people in my faction are very serious in business because we're a corporate faction. Uh, uh, I'm not. So I was like, no, I'll be the weird one. That's my job. Sure. Uh, so my character was basically so I'm my character is based off of like a junker or a scrapper or a recycler. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like an actual culture is what it's framed off of. Um, and my character is basically just looking for parts one day and my faction basically was like, oh, I think these parts are good. So they pick up this huge heaping of parts and I'm just taking a nap in it. <laughs> and so they just pick me up and they're like, well, she's, she's good at her job. We might as well keep her. So I got like pseudo adopted, like a dog, <laughs> as, like, as like a running joke type of thing. Um, so that's a lot of the characters were super, super goofy. Like a lot of people were really shy and didn't know what to do. So they just made something up. Awesome. and everyone was super supportive it was really cool and like un okay how much deeper are we diving into this alternate reality because i have some questions about lore and lore crafting and like you know that edge between leaving it open-ended enough that it's fun and playful mm -hmm. but building it out enough that it's like that it works and that it's consistent and that it links up with other people's lore so Does the nice sense? Yes. So the nice thing about that is it's sci-fi. You get to just say sci-fi magic. Okay. And things don't necessarily have to be continuative. Like a lot of people like to make their characters continuative, especially within their friend group. Oh. Um, but a lot of times you're just kind of like, like there's, there was this dude who didn't know what to do and he really just was really shy. And so he was like, I want to be goofy. And he brought a, a bright neon red saucepan and that was his cup for the weekend. So we just see this this dude with a silver wig on and like this mailman cat drinking out of a saucepan. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's got a carabiner on it, so it hooks up to his utility belt. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. he was like, I just didn't really know what to bring. And we're like, no, this is great. Here, have a sticker. Please, please have a sticker. Please put our logos on your saucepan. <laughs> so his saucepan ended up having a couple stickers on it because people thought it was really great. Yeah. So yeah. like some characters like who work there, a lot of the volunteers are really continuative because they kind of have to be. Okay. But a lot of the patrons can just kind of be goofy. Like there's this dude who just had this really cool bright orange um, astronaut suit and he was just walking around being an astronaut. Cool. Yep. Didn't he didn't really have a backstory. He's like, yeah, I'm here. I, I don't know how I got here, but I, <laughs> I just landed here on this planet. Yeah, kind of. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> what was the like most intricate and uh, well crafted um, experience slash art piece slash ex you know offering that you got to experience out there? I would say the skits, because a lot of the volunteers and runners and organizers would collaborate with people who had booths to make like a, an improv skit. 
Okay. Um, so one of uh, someone we actually made really good friends with, he was our neighbor in a booth. He ran some of the really, one of the best quests of the whole event. And he was just like this little hole in the wall, literally in a hallway that you couldn't really see unless like you banged on his door type of thing. It was like, oh, cool. yeah, he built these really cool color changing 20 minute timed uh, power cores and they look really cool and they're supposed to be horribly radioactive and bad for you. And they are starting to like leak. So you have to run around with them plug them into the charging dock, let them charge for about five minutes, and then bring them back charged without getting caught by the Sentinels because they are highly illegal. Okay. Um, and we, we ended up running all of his quests, and we actually had to split off in two groups because the Sentinels caught wind of it, and so we had to, like, basically, like, avoid them really hard. It was really funny. We had to go in circles a lot. Um, and because of this highly illegal secretive operation, the Sentinels slapped on an eviction notice on his booth. And the reason they said was for radioactive shenanigans. <laughs> and he wasn't there. He was actually off his shift. So he was actually going out and drinking at another bar. Um, and he comes back and he just writes, I wasn't here. Get a warrant first. <laughs> 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 and so that played in. It was all timed. It was all planned. It's on purpose. Um, and so they ended up doing like a raid on his booth saying, you can't have these here. You, like these are highly radioactive. You're going to kill people. People are going to get cancer and get sick. And they didn't realize that his his quest for so much fun that he ended up making a lot of friends. And so when they turned around to raid him, all of like a bunch of other people have like their laser guns pointed at him. <laughs> to be like, you can't mess with our boy. He's really cool. Don't mess with him. And they weren't expecting that. They were expecting to like have like a really small planned out like laser tag shootout. Um, and they turned around and there was like 40 people pointing guns at them. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, so like laser tag is a part of this universe? Yeah, so they they actually have... <laughs> of course. Yes. We didn't even mention that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so basically we all we just went to eBay and bought a huge lot of them. They're called Recoil. They're, they're not like uh, being made anymore. But this specific laser, laser tag company made it so you can connect it to your phone. And as long as you have your phone on you, you can get shot. Oh, um, so it's really easy for like off like uh, laser tag without having to be in like a course or something. You can uh -huh. just do it wherever you want. And they have grenades, they have pistols, and they have rifles. Wow. And everyone was like, it was kind of like agreed on that on the last day there would be a laser tag fight in the center square. Like, for, <laughs> for fun. It was, it was scheduled. It was, uh, it was a thing. A shootout was going to happen. Um <laughs> And they just, you know, it was like four sentinels and like their general and they didn't expect, you know, 20, 30 people to be pointing guns at them. <laughs> and they were like, well, nothing to see here. See you later. They went <laughs> Yeah, they retreated so fast. <laughs> and so our friend, uh, our friend Sabo is, is his uh, Neo name. Uh, he just looked at us and he just gave us the biggest thumbs up he's ever. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> We were like, oh, I thought a shootout was going to go down. Like, everyone was hoping something would happen, but they didn't realize they were being so supportive that it didn't happen. <laughs> Which was funny awesome. on its own. It was super funny. It was so worth it. Okay, so you got to go to this, like, super playful, uh, participatory, immersive experience mm -hmm. and create this alternate reality for a long weekend with friends and new friends and total strangers. Yep. Like, what kind of takeaways from that experience do you think that you have now because One, of it? I have a couple. One is that mead really brings people together. 
<laughs> they do Perfect. like people really like having weed like i saw them at a couple of the other bars and i was like whoa who like did i give this to you and they were like yeah i, don't, I just don't think you realize because i'm working and i'm not in my daytime costume nice um so like people were serving it to other people people were giving it away and it i think it was cool because it it made people really happy that's awesome and it wasn't what i expected i actually didn't really expect people to want it i kind of expected to bring too much if that makes sense mm-hmm. and oh my gosh i think i should bring more next year <laughs> probably have to bring another case next year i think um or the seltzers because i really wanted to bring seltzers but you know we just didn't get to have any mm-hmm. uh, and i think people would have really liked the seltzers um especially for people who don't drink really heavy things mm-hmm. um and two is that you make friends with people you don't expect to make friends with like everyone is super open to making friends unless someone is genuinely like oh like you aren't cool i don't really want to talk to you like it's really hard to dislike someone at an event like this yeah it's really cool because when you think when people are just like there to be creative and playful they're in that open like very open-minded like i'm down for anything as long as you know nobody gets hurt kind of mindset yeah um, and if it's a, if it's a little wild, sure. Yeah. Like, I think one of my favorite costumes there was, um, this girl made a prosthetic to put as like a vest on her chest and it was the three boob lady from total recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so funny. And she just wore like a sweater over it, but everyone was like, Oh man, you're so cool for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was like funny stuff like that. She didn't even have to have a character. She just wanted to do something fun and everyone was supportive of it. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Even the security guards who like patrol like the outer area to make sure no one like tries to sneak in or something or like a local doesn't try to like dump trash or something. Even security is really like, are you guys having fun? I'm like, yeah, you want something? They're like, yeah, we kind of (laughs) do. Like they're so relaxed about everything. Like they, they like having this crowd there every year. Like they've never complained about it. Apparently like Wayside weekend has been around for about more than 10 years now and they're a much bigger and rowdier crowd and they never have a problem with them. Uh, they're mainly because there's a no trash left behind policy because they like to preserve the natural environment what they were in and not pollute the entire place. Yeah. Right. So they actually really care about that. Awesome. Yeah. So was there anything you'd want to see in future Neotropolis events that you didn't see this year? I'm really sad I didn't get to see the aerial show this year. Mm. Or is it, it be- a drone, an aerial drone show? No, like aerials, like people on silks and ropes and stuff. Oh, cool. Um, one of my, my friend actually does it and she was the head person of that whole thing, but they only had one rig up and I think it would have been nice to really expand on that and kind of incorporate more of a sci-fi look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been really neat for them to expand like a lot of their big shows and performances and improv, uh, as the, sh- as the event gets bigger. I'm really looking forward to seeing that and more factions. I'm really excited to see more factions because yeah. we want to collaborate with a lot of people. Yeah. What a wild concept. And and people are just creating these offerings. Like, is anyone getting paid to do this? Or is everyone just doing it for fun and for the joy of sharing, creating and sharing something? Everyone's mainly doing it for fun and the joy of sharing. Even, like, the actual yeah. vendor vendors who sell things, like, on the off street. Like, they kind of just hang out and are like, yeah, what's good? Do you want to hang out and talk? 
<laughs> like they're not like pushing to sell stuff. They're there for fun first and to, to sell things if people like their stuff second. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun. Like everyone is mainly there to have a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, Even the people who made like, they had a, a booth that sold brisket um, and they were just like, yo, you got meat. You want some brisket? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't feel like paying for it. And they're like, you don't have to. You're fine. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. I'd love some brisket and chili. Let's go. Meat, meat person, meat, meat person. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and there are a lot of them. Like, apparently meat is very popular at Wasteland Weekend. Um, I really want to go this year. Um, but it's probably going to be a next year kind of thing when I can prep a little bit more. Um, and I really want to be able to bring mead there too, because apparently it's very popular. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for telling us about your journey to this dystopia future. It sounds a lot of fun. Yeah. It sounds yeah. Epic. You should totally go. <laughs> you would really like it. We'll have to join you next year. Yeah. That's oh, for wild. sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's bring our daughters. Oh God. As long as no, they're 18 the and up, as this. long as they're 18 and up, they can go. Okay. There's, there's a minimum. <laughs> yes. Sounds wise. Fair enough. Yes. <laughs> well, awesome, Micah. Thank you so much for being our journeyer to the, the ends of the earth and Neotropolis and beyond. Yeah. Uh, I hope I get to have more meat shenanigans next time. All right, that's a wrap on Micah's experience at Neotropolis. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. We appreciate all the support we can get. If there's anything you would like to know more about, feel free to email us at podcast at goldencoastme.com with your questions, and we'll try to answer them to the best of our abilities for you. Now, here's the weekly bee joke. When do bees get married? When they've found their honey. Meet out. <laughs>